Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hi, welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and this is Inez Simpson, your host with Martin Gover as co-host. And as usual, this is the show where we teach you the, to become aware of your mind, how to use hypnosis every day, because it is everywhere and every day in every way. Anything to say about that, Martin? Just as you say it is. <laughs> hypnosis is to the mind like breathing is to the lungs. That's right. If you didn't say that before, you're saying it now. <laughs> We're having a great show today, and I'm going to invite a friend of mine to come on in just shortly. Her name is Dr. Natalie Fisset, and she's from Montreal, and she's a doctor that does hypnosis for birthing and all kinds of other things. So we're going to have a great conversation, and I'm just going to invite her to come on right now, and, and could you maybe tell us what brought you to hypnosis in the first place, and a sort of a short bio, please. Hi, uh, Inez, and hi, Martin. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I've, I've been a family doctor for 25 years, and honestly, what brought me to hypnosis is I was going through a very bad divorce in my life, and I knew a friend who's a psychologist who used hypnosis, and I wanted him to show me how to do like a shield around me so in court I wouldn't be like uh, attacked from all angles and devastated. So maybe he knew me, maybe he knows that um, I have a very solid mind, but he said, no magic for you. So he refused to do hypnosis on me. So I never take no for an answer if you know me a little. So yes, I went I on, I researched, and I took certifications in the U.S. I read everything possible on hypnosis. Well, not everything, but a lot. I took uh, three different certifications. I went through a lot of courses. I went to conventions, and then what brought me, uh, what interests me, and it worked fine in court, honestly, I was like, you know, it was bouncing off my shield, you can say whatever, and uh, I finally won, and it was all over, so happy ending for that one. I still hypnosis, use hypnosis daily for my own uh, use uh, on all kinds of fields, but um, when I came back, uh, I was in, I'm I was a family doctor for 25 years. I've retired since then, uh, since two years ago. And I was, my practice was mainly obstetrics. I delivered 3,700 babies in my, um, uh, career. And I wanted to share that with my patients saying, you know, you can give, because many of my patients were going for natural childbirth. But, um, there's something not so great about natural, but screaming your brains off and feeling the pain and going through it as if it's a really a hard thing. So I said, hypnosis, I know it works for childbirth. So I referred them to an existing program, honestly, one that's in, in the U.S. I won't name names, but they were doing good, delivering okay, but still feeling the pain a lot. And I knew exactly what the program was lacking, and there was a lot of things lacking. So I referred them to the program, and then I would do private sessions after my medical um, uh, appointments. So I would have like 10 hours a day, and at night I would deliver babies on my regular schedule. So I was doing private sessions. I didn't charge anything because, you know, for me, hypnosis is the best thing in the world to give. So for me, I, I could not charge money for, for those sessions. 
But at the end of the day, at 7 p.m., I would have private sessions with my patients and showing them what they were lacking. So bringing them into hypnosis and giving them all the things that the programs that they studied were lacking. But I was getting really, really tired. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I would do, uh, I don't know if your, your uh, listeners are a little familiar. I know you have some that are hypnotists. But, you know, I would do a deep, deepening. And, uh, you know, one of the techniques, deepening is just to bring someone um, deeper in hypnosis. So one of the, and I told you, Inez, I, I can go for hours about this. This is my, patient, my passion. So anyway, I would do a deepening and would count backwards and going, you know, seven, going deeper, deeper, six. And then, you know, I was tired, so I would relax, but then I would lose count. So I would, I would go, okay, three, deeper and deeper down. And when I brought them back, they said, whoa, I must have been really deep in hypnosis. I missed some numbers. But I never said those numbers because I was so tired. <laughs> so eventually I said, I need to create my own program. I know exactly what's missing and I need to do it so that way other people can teach it. So that's how I created the program, Hypno-Beginning. And I certified the first batch of instructors, but then again, that was asking a lot. So I certified master instructors who were teaching the instructors. And so there's master instructors that are teaching to become hypnotists, to become instructors. And then uh, the instructors teach future parents how to do it. That's awesome. Natalie, and I know you, you are sort of a bit of a driver. <laughs> so yeah. I know you, were, besides doing all those things, you were doing Doctors uh, Without Borders and all kinds of other stuff when I talked to you. So, yes, yeah. I um, think you were a hardworking woman. It's not, it's not Doctors Without Borders. It, it's, uh, uh, you know, um, social groups, but I still do medical missions in third world countries like Guatemala and Nicaragua. So I still do that um, Two or three times per year. Oh, great. Okay. So, yeah. really, the the hypnosis childbirth is very interesting because, I mean, I've done it with with my some clients, too. It's not my specialty. But I know that someone that trained uh, me had said that uh, there was a really good program out, and I'm pretty sure he was talking about you. <laughs> oh, so, I nice. always thought you were great. <laughs> Because I, I find, I, I don't want to, you know, talk down about other programs, but some programs are saying, you know, uh, you don't say the word contraction, you say a wave. But then the, the woman goes to the hospital to give birth, and what is the first thing that the nurse will tell her? You have contractions, how far apart are your contractions? So it's like she will say the word like a hundred times. So if you're always like in a confrontational way with the medical personnel, it's not going to work. So you have to work as a team. So, and a contraction is not a bad word. Like I'm contracting my biceps or I'm talking to you. It's, you know, a muscle getting uh, smaller by doing it what it's supposed to do. So it's, it's not a bad thing. And instead of trying to change all the medical personnel and having to fight with them, you have to work with them. That way you're not like uh, wasting your energy. You're focusing on the baby and, and the birth. Yeah, that makes total sense to me, is reframing it for the client so they don't look at those words in a negative way, and that's about it, isn't it? 
I, I'll be honest with you. I've had some some of my um, um, customers that I'm trying to see clients or patients or whatever, um, but some said that they told their doctor, like, okay, I'm going to use hypnosis for childbirth, and the doctor says, I forbid it, which is laughable, <laughs> honestly, between you and me. Like, and I and and she was like so so um, devastated. She goes, "I want to do the program. I've, I've, I've you know I've trained for this. I'm ready and I'm motivated." I, I said, "Just tell him that you're going to be relaxed and close your eyes and do your hypnosis." So it and that shows you that the medical personnel sometimes is still like uh, reluctant because they don't know everything about hypnosis. Like it, it's, it's well, not voodoo. He, he, it's not it's not magic. It, it's great stuff. And you used to do this every, you know, when you, when I knew you, you were doing it in Montreal and in, in hospital, and you had to deal with the medical community. And I assumed, which is you should never do, that, that it was must have been better there because they were so accepting of you doing that there. Yeah, well, my, my patients came from. Sometimes they would pass in front of two hospitals just to come to my office, and I was I was flattered. Like, okay, you drove two hours just to come and see me for your appointment. And then to give birth was another two hours. So uh, they were motivated. And um, at the hospital, even though sometimes, you know, new nurses would not understand, they would take me apart saying, okay, what's my role here? What should I do? She's doing hypnosis. And I said, you know, just don't interfere. And, you know, don't say there's negative words that in, in the medical community. Sometimes we're guilty of using the wrong words. If a nurse comes to you with a big syringe and she goes, that's going to hurt. Well, guess what? You're already in pain because it's, it's hurting right now. You know, you're anticipating. So, you know, you have to um, work with positive uh, phrasing. Same thing, EMTs are taking uh, a lot of hypnosis uh, courses because they're the first one uh, on call. And if there's an accident and they, they look at somebody who's got an open fracture, like bones sticking out, and they go, oh, my God, well, the person is going to freak out more and it, it's going to go downhill. So you have to say, okay, you're fine, buddy, I'm here. And you have to, you know, be calm yourself and you have to use the proper wording because there's a lot that carries in, in words. And the medical personnel sometimes don't know that. But, uh, you know, placebo effect is a real thing. If I wear a white lab coat, which I never did in my 25 years medical career, and I say take this pill, even if I'm an actor, you're already feeling better because that's a placebo effect. So it's in the mind. We have our own pharmacy, and Hippocrates said it the first, the, the mind is our own pharmacy. It's right there. We have the capacity. And, you know, um, when I retired, I had the choice between retiring and still, like, paying all my dues to the medical associations and all that stuff or quitting. Well, I decided to quit so that way I have my freedom of speech because there's a lot of things that are going around in the medical community that are not perfect and I'm writing books too because I want to pass on my legacy and I don't want to be like um, uh, censored in what I say and you know opioids is, is all around right now there's an epidemic and it's a reason for that it's legal drugs but there's so many drugs right there that are being pushed by doctors and for every symptom they give you a pill and then you get another symptom you get another problem but they never address like okay how often does a doctor say you should exercise, you should eat well? And that's the basic, okay? That's right. So I, I, I agree with everything you say. I think it's perfect. But, 
we're going to go to break in about two minutes. So I'd like to maybe round up a little bit more about when you put that hypno beginnings together and it's still uh, online today, right? Yes, yes. Yes, so I, we're going to put that up on our our show page, and it's going to be there for people who are interested, and they can check it out. There's lots of good information on that website. Yes. Okay, so um, when, when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about all kinds of stuff, including more things you want to say about the childbirth, because I'd sort of like to get into uh, who is a good candidate, in my mind, just about everybody, but in my <laughs> a good candidate for hypnosis with childbirth, and... Mm-hmm. And also, then we'll maybe get into some of the books you've written, and and we'll keep going from there. So, anything you want to round out and and tell us in this last minute or so that we have on this section? Okay, well, uh, I hope your listeners are not like, well, I'm not pregnant, so that doesn't apply to me, because it it does apply. um, Hypnosis is, uh, for childbirth, is about, uh, you know, pain control, pain management, because pain is a good thing. Pain is a signal. If I hit my finger, if I put my hand on a stove, well, pain will tell me, remove it, you're burning your flesh. So pain is a good thing. But once you know what the pain is about, let's say you have chronic back pain, or if you have contraction pains, because they're real, the muscles are contracting, you're expelling a baby from your body. It needs force. But once you know what the pain is about and you know that you're not in danger, you can control it. So all your patients out there, all your clients out there that are uh, in pain, it works for them. It's the same principle. Same thing for, uh, you know, being uh, calm and uh, treating anxiety and insomnia. And insomnia is really basically just a symptom of anxiety at one point, if you look at it, like, closely. Uh, same thing for goal achieving. It, it, it's all the same. So if I, it, people were asking me about hypno beginning, and they said, well, I'm not pregnant. Or the husband would say, well, that doesn't apply to me. So I created another program, which is called My alpha-power.com which is exactly the same thing for people that are not pregnant so it's the same thing and it's for well-being so it's a fantastic thing I'm I'm passionate as you can see so I guess (laughs) you won't have to talk much (laughs) (laughs) yeah that means I I get to have an easy program I love it so we can just go to break now and we'll come back and get your passionate little voice back on see you on the other side Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. We're having a great discussion <laughs> with Dr. Natalie Fisset. And I, before we get back, we're going to see if we can fit everything in. So I, I really want to know first about, she's written a book about reading glasses. So I'm kind of intrigued and I want to know a little more about that. How about, Natalie, can you tell us about all that? Yes. Uh, actually, um, uh, since I retired uh, two years ago, well, I, I retired from the medical practice, but I'm still uh, running a business down here in Florida. But since I retired, I want to fulfill my lifelong project, which is to write 10 books about pregnancy. That's, that's a big contract. But, you know, once I get going, and I just, uh, actually, that's another thing for your listeners. I just put white noise in my ears, like that's a kind of hypnosis. And I have automatic writing. So writing a page for me takes me about 20 minutes, so I can go on it just comes out just like when I talk it just comes out (laughs) so anyways I want to write 10 books about pregnancy but I know there's so much books outside about pregnancy mine uh, are a different angle because whenever my patients would ask me questions and it's always the same one that came over and over all the time in the office I would write them on a pad and instead of just writing, okay, uh, you know, like a textbook, which is kind of boring, people don't go to it, they're going to be like novels. So you follow people, and actually you're going to learn while you read the novel. So it's, it has never been uh, addressed with that angle. My first book, of course, is going to be about uh, hypnosis for childbirth. And I've got uh, 50 pages written down, but then I got sidetracked, like you said, last year, um, because uh, when I hit 40, and I'm 52 right now, when I hit 40, I started reading, and I, I the, the, the fonts were getting fuzzy, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to age, because I'm a stubborn person. And when I talked to my sister, she said, well, you have to buy reading glasses at dollar store, and uh, you're going to increase the strength, and... Um, so far, and my ophthalmologist told me that when you hit 3.5, they don't sell that in stores anymore, then you need to see her and pay like big 
big bucks for that. So again, I researched everything, got on every book, and there's books about um, um, metaphysics, holistic, and I don't think it's in your mind. It's really like your body is aging. You're getting wrinkles, so you get wrinkles in the lens of the eye. So uh, I researched also all the those exercise books, and I, I gave them a good try, and sure enough, um, most didn't work. It, it helps a bit, but it's not the solution. That's not what's going to happen. And um, spoiler alert, I'm 52 and I can read without glasses. Don't ask me to read in the dark and uh, in a, a not lit restaurant with small, small fonts. But anything else, I read books and everything. And I started buying glasses. I went from uh, strength 1 and then 1.5. And I'm going, this doesn't make sense. It's as if I'm saying my body's decaying, so what I'll do is, uh, you know, I have, if I have, like, back pain, I'll use a crutch, then I'll use a wheelchair, and then I'll be bedridden. It's like giving up. <laughs> and I said, my body's better than this. So, uh, again, I put down the glasses, I put them away, and I started reading, researching everything, and there's not much. Like, if you look on all the websites, but it's a big business. It's reading glasses, and now it's contacts. And surgery. So these are the three big ones. So they're kind of protecting all the web. So there's not much about, you know, trust your body. It can work. So the first thing is you have to get rid of the reading glasses, just like get rid of the crutches. If you're not going to strengthen your muscles if you go in a wheelchair. So it makes sense. And sure enough, I got back to my, um, my regular strength after putting away the glasses. So that's one big, big message. The second one is, well, maybe I'm, um, again, nutrition. So maybe I'm faulting, I'm, I'm, I'm missing, like, uh, nutrients. So research that. And that's, again, there, there's a lot of vitamins on the market, uh, lutein, zeaxanthin, a lot of antioxidants, too. So, you know, you have creams against wrinkles. So you have, so I created my own eye drops, which I have not marketed. And my daughter is getting upset with me saying, you should market, but in the U.S., Everybody's being sued for something. So I'm still like holding on to that. I use my own eye drops with my nutrients and that helps a lot. Like my vision is getting better every day and I'm 52. So I'm impressed with that. And um, I do some eye exercises, which I call like eye push-ups, which is like you focus like closer and, and it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. If you come to my house, you're going to see other glasses, but they're minus glasses. So that's like lifting weights. It's uh, offering resistance to your eyes. So uh, honestly, when I read with those minus glasses and I use minus one, and that idea I got from a guy that uh, wrote a book. I, I don't uh, remember the title of the book, but we'll put that in. Uh, I'll send you an email. And uh, he, he cured his um, myopia by using contrary glasses. And it makes sense. You're strengthening your eyes. So that gets me thinking, well, maybe all those people that spark glasses and you see babies with glasses, they have, you know, the little elastic to hold the glasses. Maybe it's just a phase and maybe we're like overkilling it and then they're doomed to have glasses and they get stronger and stronger until they reach a certain point. So it's very interesting. And the message here is you have to trust your body and your body has the capacity and if I had not resigned, I could not even say that word to heal itself because healing is like a, a no-no word. You cannot heal anybody, but you can heal yourself. And 
your body, and I don't know why medical association found that, maybe because some people put it to an extent like they were healers and hallelujah and all that stuff, but the second you cut yourself, there's white cells coming to the womb, there's uh, platelets coming to make you coagulate so you don't bleed out, so your body's healing itself. The second you have a, an, an insult, a physical insult, and same thing for the mind insult, well, that's hypnosis. Your mind is going to try to heal it. Okay, sometimes it doesn't do a great job if you don't have, like, a hypnotherapist like you or other people to guide you how to do it. But Natalie the body can heal itself and the body can heal itself. Natalie, where in the heck do you get minus glasses? Um, there's a, that, that's also in my book. My book is called The Big Lie About Reading Glasses. Okay. And honestly, I, I called it The Big Lie About Myopia, uh, About Presbyopia, but people were like, what? So I changed it to <laughs> The Big Lie About Reading Glasses. It's available on Amazon, either as a Kindle or as a, a regular book, a physical book. I prefer physical books for some reason, so. Um, yeah, but um, the glasses you can get at <laughs> I buy direct, and they're five ninety five. Honestly, oh, so great, uh, and, great. And all those, all those uh, places that sell glasses for they, they cost two, three hundred dollars. I don't know, it's a rip off. Honestly, we're, we're, we're like <laughs> giving people pointers here. You know, if you go online, if you know your strength. But that that's that's an anecdote I give in my book. Is I you know how I am right now, so I order like. Uh, uh, minus one, minus 1.5, minus two. So I ordered like 10 pairs with all the different strengths because I wanted to test everything. So okay, that's anyway, awesome. I'm, I'm like, I'm like excited. But the next day I get an email and they said, you must have made a mistake. Did you see your ophthalmologist? Because you're ordering every strength here. So <laughs> I had to explain, that's what I want. Now and sure enough, when I received my box, I put the, the minus three on and I'm like, whoa, that is way too strong. So now I, I use it minus one. Okay. Honestly, when I read with minus one, it's foggy. But when I remove the glasses, everything is so clear. So just like Natalie? after exercising, when you do the exercises. Natalie? Yeah. I need you to come up for air for two seconds. You are the most powerhouse woman I've ever met in my life. But <laughs> because this is a short show, <laughs> yes, I really want to get in. There's one more thing is uh, there's three, we got about three minutes till break. And I thought I'd love one. I really want to get back to the birthing is important because I really want people to know where to go to see a movie giving birth in hypnosis. Yes. On YouTube, we have a video. So if you um, put the research word hypno, like H-Y-P-N-O dash beginning, not not beginnings with an S. So beginning.com. You, you will see a woman giving birth. And I've, I've cut down the video, like it's a 30-minute video. I cut down in parts of five minutes because people's attention span is five minutes. And um, she gave birth with the, the program, of course. And honestly, you're going to see me. I'm, I'm the one delivering the baby. I'm at the foot of the bed, but I'm doing absolutely nothing. I'm not putting her in trance or anything. She's doing it on her own because she learned how to do self-hypnosis. Which is what yes. we need because not every doctor knows about hypnosis. So that's why the program uh, makes them self sufficient. So, anyway, we'll also like, go to uh, post the link for that for make it easy for them. Okay? Yes, yes. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, now I know that the medical profession isn't always open, but um, I think 
they're reacting to childbirth a little better than they used to because, I mean, if you think about how many people are using hypnosis for childbirth today, it's much more than it was even 10 years ago when I met you or whenever, right? Um, I'm not convinced about it. I have to partly disagree, honestly, because um, the cesarean has never been so high. It's like many hospitals, it's like 33%. So one woman out of three gets cesarean. So there's a lot of intervention and oxytocin, like almost nobody. It's as if you cannot lose your own oxytocin for some reason. So there's intervention on top of intervention. And when you block nature... Um, nature doesn't do her job, so you end up, you know, cutting the woman open and getting the baby out. We're the only species doing cesarean, honestly. Like, and we're even doing cesareans on other species, like dogs and whatever. So we're That's really right. interventionist. And honestly, uh, it takes people that are motivated to use hypnosis because um, there's, like, the medical community. There's also the families that are, like, why don't you take the epidural? It's so simple. It has side effects. It, 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 it slows down labor. That's a proven fact. And you end up with pitocin, which sometimes doesn't work. So you end up in a cesarean or a forceps or suction cup or what have you. But honestly, uh, I don't think it, it's getting like... Uh, and it's not for everybody, meaning that you need to be motivated. You're going to spend time practicing and you might sometimes have to uh, confront people saying, yes, I believe that's what I'm... And some. Some patients, even their spouse, are not supportive of that. They say, well, take the epidural and that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're coming back to people's motivation, and that's always true. So we're going to go to another break now, and we'll see you on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be, you can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, and welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're on a roll. So I'm just going to head right back to <laughs> Natalie Fissé, but first I want to ask her, I'm going to head her in the direction of, she's done a study, and it was published about hypnosis and childbirth, and I'm really interested in that. So let's see what Nat- what she has to say about this. Go ahead, Natalie. Um, the, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm French, so my... my Primary language is not English, so I'm accessing my thesaurus as I'm going along, so I apologize for that. But once I get going, you see that my English comes back. So the study was published in uh, 2013. It had 417 patients. Actually, uh, there's a disclaimer for you. I got kind of in trouble, but not in trouble for that one, because um, as my medical association was, whenever I did, because I did a lot of television interviews and radio interviews, because everybody's, like, fascinated, what's that new thing, hypnosis for childbirth? And it's not new, like you said. And it was actually used in the 60s, kind of underground. Like, uh, I had older women coming to me and saying, oh, my doctor said, do you want to make a trip instead of taking the... The, the gas or whatever, so he would use hypnosis, but it was like on the ground, so it's not new. But um, I published my study, and then um, my medical association, which, which was always like the, their official position, so was uh, on camera, they were all saying, we're all for it because we want to reduce the cesarean rate because it's been like out there for the uh, World Organization has been saying we should aim for 15%. Uh, they've been saying that for 20, 30 years, and we're at, like I said, 30, 33%. So it's not happening. But uh, in the back, they would, like, call me and say, okay, justify this, justify that. Are you being paid for hypnosis? What's happening? Is it a business? And are you uh, giving them proper care? Are you always, like, choosing the proper treatments, meaning cesareans or whatever? Well, by the way, I have a 10% cesarean rate lifetime. So... Uh, one time out of three, I would have to argue and defend my patients against, you know, having a cesarean because the gynecologist wanted to do one, which were all unnecessary because the baby would always be born, like, you know, pink and screaming. But it was like a battle for me. So that's why, again, the resigning instead of the retiring. But getting back to the study, uh, they kind of said, well, you didn't uh, ask us for permission. You didn't uh, for get all the proper forms. But somebody wise said it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So now it's out there, and I'm glad because medical studies take years, like 10 years, and I'm not a patient person, as you kind of noticed. So it was out there. I got my 417 patients. And sure enough, the results are, like, really uh, interesting. Um, Cesarean rate uh, with people that use hypnosis is 5.27% compared to 30, 33%. So that's like right there. That's a, a strong convincer. And then uh, the epidural rate um, in Canada, at least it's 61% when I did this study. And I know some hospitals, 
almost 100% rate unless you deliver too fast. Like, I think they, they wait for you at the end of the entrance and give you the epidural. But ours was 19.66%. And that includes, like, the ones who had, like, cesarean. So, you know, that's very, very low. So most will give birth naturally without epidural, without intervention. So the way they want it and very comfortable. So that's really cool. The other thing I, I got as an added bonus, because I was not looking for that in doing this study, was about VBAC, which is vaginal birth after cesarean. Because many people have, well, you know, considering the high cesarean rate, they want to go natural for the second one. Depends on the hospital, so you have to choose your hospital. Some hospitals say, yeah, we're also VBAC, but in reality, they're not. But anyways, our um, uh, success of VBAC rate was 90%. So most women, and, and one out of the, the uh, there was 22 people that went for a VBAC, two had a cesarean. One was elective because the baby was breached. So actually, if you remove the one that could not try uh, vaginal birth, our success rate was 94.7%. So most women who want vaginal birth after cesarean, if they use hypnosis, if they prefer with that, and then, um, you know, their instructors will also tell them, you know, how to prepare because you need to be prepared. Uh, they have a very, very high chance of having the vaginal birth that they wanted. That's awesome. Did I tell you that I love you? <laughs> I love this. Uh, anyway, the, really, I, and so I want people to understand that if they're motivated to have a comfortable birth and an easier birth, that they can do this and it's all... As long as they're motivated, she's got this all in line. You can do this. Yeah, isn't that right, yes. Natalie? Yes, perfectly right, perfectly right. But um, I would I would um, add something like try to size your hospital, your doctor, and honestly, they even did a study, and some nurses have a higher cesarean rate than other nurses. Even though they're not the ones deciding for cesarean, you know, they walk in the room, and if they're like, they haven't been there. If they're on the first day on the job, they're going to panic or whatever and call X, Y, and Z, and it's going to be like a cascade of events, and you'll end up in. So you have to. And in Quebec, we have a lot of uh, midwives, and we have birthing centers that are like more housed. You have the convenience of the house, but the security of the hospital. So we have those. They're birthing places. Uh, you have some in the U.S., but not as much, I think. I'm not sure. But uh, and, that that is uh, a little better because you're far away from the anesthesia. So you, you have to be motivated. And honestly, my best result I've got was with people that planned uh, home birth because they did not have the options of the epidural. They did not have the options of all those interventions. So they made it on their own and they trusted their body, too. Honestly, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a proponent of uh, home birth. I never did home birth, and I would have never done it because if it goes sour, which is not frequent, if you if you look at birth right now and people tell you, oh, she had her baby, how did it go? It's, often it's a bad story, but honestly, if we didn't do anything, 95% of birth would go fine. It's when we intervene that we kind of, uh, you know, push on the wrong direction. But for those five percent, if I was at home with someone and the baby goes sour, because in my lifetime, I've seen babies that honestly, I say, well, that baby 
is alive because of me, because of what I did. I exactly knew, like, he was crashing or whatever, and I took the proper care. So 5% of the time, you do need, like, intervention. And if you're at home, uh, you're kind of far from. But the other 30%, like, the other 28% uh, of the Suzerans, honestly, are not. And, and it's been proven. Like, we had in the 50s, we had 10% Suzerans rate. It went up when we started listening to the baby's heart because a heart varies. So now they started doing all the surveillance without improving the baby's well-being in no way. Mm-hmm. And uh, from our point of view, as a, well as a hypnotist, and we know how much the body and the mind and everything is in charge, is it is all already pre-programmed. So what you uh, are talking about is having a team in involved and being on board and having everything set up and then being motivated to do this and if you can find a practitioner it's always better but if you can't then I would suggest your website and I really think that birthing if you can make it better for you it's also usually much better if imagine a baby being born in a more comfortable way it's so much less stressful they're coming into the world without that extra stress true and Natalie would you agree with me Absolutely true, but sometimes, you know, uh, new nurses, again, would say, well, that baby's not crying, like, should I stimulate it, like, rub it and make it cry? But no, he's looking at you, like, he's just quiet. It, it's yeah. been born peacefully, nobody screams, so the baby doesn't feel the need to scream, and, it, you know, he thinks, so he's breathing perfectly normally, no, don't touch it. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, you know, as we go along, if we can get more people trained and to understand all these things, things will progress easier in a hospital and, and uh, because the training and their, their way of looking at things may change. I know nothing changes quickly here. <laughs> yeah, well, so we got two I, minutes. I, I, I don't know about the medical profession. It, it's, it's been like there's more intervention. Like I, I see teenagers on antidepressants, which we never saw a couple of years ago. So, you know, you, you're sad, take a pill instead of I'll listen yeah. to you or I'll care for you. So yes. I don't know if we're going in the right direction, honestly. Well, no, well, because they're listening. So, yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> so, I'm just going to have to say goodbye to you already. I can't believe this. I, I mean, need another oh, no. whole show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll see. We may have to have you back sometime. So, you got one oh, yeah, minute to wrap fantastic. up, honey. Just wrap up. You got a minute left to wrap up. Oh, I've got to wrap up. Okay, well, listen to Inez. She's been doing this for one year now. Congratulations, Inez. I'm, I'm very proud of you. And it's things like that that will uh, pass on the legacy, like uh, re-listen to the information because I know I jam-packed it and I talk very fast because I'm passionate. And, you know, grab books and open your mind about this. Hypnosis is not voodoo. It's not the stage shows that we see. It's about well-being and it's about uh, taking care of yourself. Well, thank you so much for being here, and I'm going to get back to you sometime because, and I suggest, like she says, go back and and repeat the program because there's so much information that was given there. It's <laughs> wonderful. So, see you soon, Natalie, or talk to you soon. Anyway. All right. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And go to break. We're going to break now.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. This is our last segment of Hypnosis Everywhere. And this is usually where we talk about tools for you or awareness or just tendency to tackle a little bit about everything. But I just wanted to say about the birthing show we just had or the, all the information. It was astounding a lot. I mean, just the, uh, in that, um, what do you call it? In the... <laughs> Find the words. Find the words. (laughs) In the research paper she did. Okay. Yes. 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 I mean, the astounding numbers there. That's really something. I mean, and that's not out of a few people. There was, what, over 400 people, right? Well, I think, yeah. And as you have the birthing program, the SP birthing program, you work with Sean. And Sean is sort of in the same position, not a doctor, but as as Nathalie. No. Yeah. And she says in Toronto, it's the the go-to. Caesareans are the go-to because then the doctor can schedule himself and it's... It's all about yeah. it's all about the doctor making it easier for themselves. Well, I mean they're they're all stressed, they're all under a lot of pressure. No, we don't. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, you know, there we've had people that are have breached babies that actually beforehand they've used hypnosis to allow them to relax enough to for they get that baby to turn around. The baby will turn with hypnosis. Yeah. Right? So I mean, there's all kinds of things, and I I I think it's always go. I would. This is what I would do. 
I if when I I didn't know about it when I had my kids. I'm 65, so you know it's a little bit long ago. And <laughs> but today, if I was having a child, I'd want to do hypnosis, and I'd want to have a whole team around me just to make sure that everything was perfect. And if something did go wrong, you have all the facilities handy. Yeah, and I think okay, I'm a guy, so I'm not involved in this. And I would just take epidural. <laughs> well, you are involved in some I'm not in the pain part. I'm in, I'm in the other part, the good oh. part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we'll stop there. <laughs> Your experience with with Sean Gallagher, where you did the SB birthing yeah. program, same thing. Which it's it's the same core, but then you just expand yeah. it using. Yeah, and we'll have Sean on one of these days to talk about from her side because so what she's seen, what she's seen from her side, because they they sound the it's same. Yeah. They sound very much the same about what they're talking and about. And I think I have to agree that uh, this show should be listened to and listened to because it's tremendous information she put out there. But the, the, I think the key thing, and you found this also with your program, is um, natural child, as, as Natalie says, most of the time, uh, unless there's intervention, there's not, usually not a problem. Sometimes there's always a problem. Mm-hmm. So childbirth is actually a natural event, believe it or not. And uh, the cesarean or, and all the stuff that goes on in hospitals sometimes is you, you're having a, a child coming in as she says crying because it's trauma they've been uh, taken out of <laughs> a nice well, place and if they come out smiling it's everybody's shocked because that's not supposed to happen yeah, but, but just to get go ahead finish oh, can I finish <laughs> jeez I'm going to get a word and this is more than three words I'm getting in here get, ladies and get, gentlemen get. write this down make a note of this calendar date that um uh, in natural childbirth is wonderful. It, it allows the baby to come in with a lot less trauma than normal. The bonding is tremendous. So you're coming in with, with like a lot of things working for you, the baby is. But from the woman's point of view, it is work. As, as Natalie kept saying, they have to be motivated. Right? I mean, to yeah, do the, it's, to do it's important. But, and then the other thing that's really not, we haven't talked about at all, mm-hmm. is that what we're saying here on this program is to be aware of how pro, how the programming of you happens. We've been programmed in this society to think of, of childbirth as a tough, tough yes, goal. Yes, yes. So we go in with that premise. You know, in the 50s, it was thought of, well, this is a pretty natural thing, and we'll go, and the, some doctors used hypnosis, and I, I even have a, um, you know, a clip somewhere of a, a cesarean done back in late or early 60s or something with hypnosis. So, it isn't new, like Natalie says, but the trouble is, our society is now programming everyone for difficult Well, I, I think also as, uh, as things are, it's... We don't usually have, we don't, everything's things as progress, but actually just fashion fads. Things come, and in the medical profession too, as everywhere else, things come and things go. And now we're going to do this. We have all this machinery in the hospitals. We have to use all these hospitals. We have this expense. So they, they, they motivate people to use them. Mm-hmm. But childbirth is an amazing thing. And I, I'm just talking to Natalie and you and Sean and the things that can be created with hypnosis. So if you're listening and you're thinking about it, do some, do some research into it, but understand you are part of the, the, the deal. It doesn't mean, oh, I'll get hypnosis, then I don't have to do anything. And the flip side is when you know you have people who have fertility issues. Right. At least if there is nothing medically shown, especially that, but and and think of the money involved, mm-hmm. and see a hypnotist because many times we can change that very quickly. Sometimes it's just internal dialogue and programming that has to be changed. Not every single time. That's why you, but I would suggest at least instead of a last resort, I should be a first resort. Well, I think you're trying to be, trying to be nice. The, um, 
<laughs> you've had with the, your I'm students. I'm trying to be nice. Your students have had huge, a high, high percentage of success in fertility, both for men and for women. Yes. And it's definitely, a go, I would think, a go-to uh, to look at. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm being a little bit politically correct. Mm-hmm. And like Natalie would say with her, I don't have a medical association behind me. To, I, have to, I don't have to be that careful. But I also don't want to give the, the perception out there that we think doctors aren't necessary. We need those people. <laughs> no, they're know? in a tough place too. So that's why we yeah. suggest hypnosis is a good thing in addition to if you're doing yeah. things like this. Remember, um, uh, there's a show... Uh, on SP we did with Greg and Tim, the train wreck show, as, as we fondly <laughs> call it, where Greg kept saying, Greg said, well, you know, a hypnotist really cares and they really want the best for the client. Yes. Well, so does the doctor. So does the doctor. Of course they do. But the doctor doesn't have the great tool. Sometimes they only get three minutes at a time to see someone. doctor doesn't have the great, me, I'm just trying to get a word in. The doctor doesn't have the great tool of using <laughs> the client's mind or the patient's mind. They're usually sometimes working against that mind. Hypnosis uses the mind or the brain for the for the person's good. So everything flows much better. So what are the tools do we have to give them after all that? Do we have any we've got to get quick something quick in here about We have an epidural we're giving away. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, actually I know what it is. Oh, okay. What is it? Well, it's not made yet, but yes. this is gonna force we're me to on. make it. Uh, on our self hypnosis site, I'm going to create something that's proactive. You know, I keep nagging people to get on their own responsibility for their health, and we're going to create a self hypnosis program which doesn't discount going and making sure you're healthy no, and all those things. But it's it's program. it's a tune up program for getting your body online. Sort of like Natalie tuned up her eyesight. Yes. Big time. I'm very intrigued. I'm going to read that book. I know it's, you know, everything, you have to be motivated. Everything takes time. And so, it'll be called something like self-health or something. Yeah. But it'll be on we'll, the free we'll website. It'll be on yeah. the free website. So what are we doing next week? No, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing next week because this has is been it? pre-recorded. This yes. Is, don't let out the secret, but actually no, we the, don't know. This when. is the first one, yeah, that uh, that we let the secret out. I think it's out. going to be Steen in Germany. But anyway, you better yes. say goodbye. I better just say goodbye. Anyway, I'll see you soon. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 